वेलकम यू आर लिसनिंग टू ह्यूमन्स ऑफ मिट्टी के रंग एंड टुडे वी आर इन कॉन्वर्जेशन विद मिस्टर रोहित तिवारी फ्रॉम नेपाल मिस्टर तिवारी इज द सीईओ ऑफ फूड मारियो एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन दैट इज लिस्टेड इन द फोर्ब्स 30 अंडर 30 एशिया 2020 ट्यून इन टू नो मोर अबाउट हिज ऑन्टरप्रिनरशिप एक्सपीरियंस सो फार Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, Rohit. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good too. Um, should we begin? Yeah. Already great. excited for this. Sorry. Already excited for this. Yes, us too. Very, very much. Uh, we're really eager to know more about you and your journey. So, uh, for everybody who's joining us, we have with us Mr. Rohit Tiwari from Nepal, and uh, he is the CEO and founder of a company called Food Mario, and this company has been listed in the Asia Forbes 2020 30 Under 30 list. So, congratulations for that, and we're so excited to know more about you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, uh, should we begin with the questions? Yeah. Great. Um so for starters please tell us how and when you came up with the idea of Food Mario. So uh, uh this was uh 2000 late 2017 when uh, I was actually attending a boot camp in in Kathmandu and uh, it was a 6 days boot camp where uh, I actually went there and pitched a different idea. so it was called engineers for nepal at that time so it was basically a platform where we connected engineers with customers and uh, over the time when the boot camp actually ended uh, we had this discussion on how the food tech industry is growing globally and we took few examples from india how swiggy and zomato are doing good we had few examples from europe and other places of the world and we we thought about it if, if we we can bring something actually good uh, that would make sense in nepal as well but it had to be something different uh, we already had companies who were who were delivering food from uh, restaurants so we mm-hmm. wanted something different to happen and then and then we we, we came up with something uh, that would enable people to sell food from their own home kitchens and then the idea of food mario actually came right wow so uh, uh can you explain us the process of food mario like if a person wants to Sell their food on your platform. How? What is that process like, and how does it reach the final customer? Yeah, so uh, it's a very really easy process to get enrolled and start selling uh, and to start selling food on Food Mario. Uh, it's a basic process where people have to download an application. It's called Food Mario Partner application, and uh, they have to uh, list the the menu and the pictures of the food that mm-hmm. they want to sell. and uh, there there's a there's a protocol that we have set for home cooks to start selling food where they have to maintain certain hygiene and health uh, protocols that we have made for them if they follow all of these and uh, it's them to decide on the prices is them to decide on the meals they want to sell so they can uh, they can start selling food in couple of days uh, at the same time from the customers end uh, we have application food mario application where people can just download the application they can decide on The, the the kind of meal they want to uh, order or the chefs they would want to order from 
so it's basically it it's not it's a very simple process to order food or to sell food on food mario right and um um what how how do you earn your revenue out of it like where do you earn it from yeah so uh for us it's more of like we take 20 to 30% of whatever they sell so while deciding on the prices uh from the cooks and they they would include a 20 to 30% depending on the meals they sell so uh, it's basically that that's the major revenue stream for us we just included the delivery charges so i would say there's there's also a different revenue stream for us so it's basically two revenue streams for us right now right um so was being an entrepreneur uh, always in the books for you was it something that you always wanted to do well well uh, me being something like entrepreneur uh, i would say eventually this uh, if if i look back in time uh, when i was in my school days uh, i wanted to be a army man then i wanted to be a hero while watching movies so it was more of a mixed kind of thing for me but when i started my bachelor's uh, i i kind of like if i connect the dots backwards uh, i used to sell uh, rice to my college canteen and uh, i would do whatever it takes to uh, keep myself engaged while i'm while i was in college uh, doing this or that maybe may printing a newspaper selling it to teachers if that makes sense so i would say over the time it did it did connect and um, it was something i was really passionate about selling things maybe marketing or something like that right um so your uh, company was listed in the asia forbes 30 under 30 list this year so uh, when did you get the news and what was your reaction to it so it's a very filmy reaction uh, i have to say <laughs> So it was more of like uh, I woke up with this text that I got that uh, a friend from Philippines actually texted me saying that hey Rohit like I saw your name and Forbes under thirty I was like what uh, like this is actually happened and uh, so for that five first first ten minutes I would say I was like uh, is this actually true like then I I googled uh, the, the Forbes website I, I went to the Forbes website I looked for my name I eventually found it so I was I was super excited for the first day I would say. uh the excitement as with everything was like slightly the second day i realized that okay like uh, i got listed in forbes under 30 but the business has to go on we are into this covid period because when the list was out we were going through this uh, lockdown and things like that we, we were actually struggling uh, at that particular moment and uh, i would say the excitement was and still there is still there that uh, that we got listed i i find myself super lucky to be true uh there there are a lot of companies a lot of people who would want to be in the list they actually deserve to be there and it was entirely it's it's my team because of who i actually reached there so uh it's just through my team for doing this amazing amazing congratulations for that um my next question to you is uh what is your vision for food mario where does it go from here for yourself as well and and as well, and the company as well I think with Food Mario, uh, over the time after the lockdown, we have added actually a couple of verticals to it. So it started uh, two and a half years. We actually did just home cooked food, but mm-hmm. after lockdown, uh, government had had this uh, policy where we could only deliver essentials. So we actually created a vertical called Food Plus, where we started delivering aloo, piaj, and whatever we could get hold of. So. <laughs> 
so we were selling rice and uh, wheat and whatever we got and uh, so we have a different vertical for that as well in food value at the same time the concept that we started with where we want we wanted to we actually want to empower a lot of people who are staying staying in home and they would they would want to sell something on food mario we're going to be very strong with that vertical as well but we are we are we are, we are we're having this we're making this again a very stri- a more stricter protocol for home cooks to on, come on board because of this covid thing that's happening right now and at the same time we we are we're reaching out to restaurants as well now because mm-hmm. i think this is the this is the moment where they actually need companies like us uh when the business is not there the hotels are suffering from this so we have right. three verticals right now with uh with food mario one is home cooked food the original vertical that we had and then we we came to essentials and doing deliveries of essentials and then restaurant as well so i i think over the time we would want to see thousands of home cooks uh to to sell food on food mario at the same time we would want to have a big brands uh we would want their essentials to be delivered to the customers and we would want to cater the crowd of customers we would want to order food from restaurants as well so it's mix of everything i would say for now right um so what what kind of um, response have you gotten from the users of your app uh i think uh, for now it's kind of a mixed response because uh we we couldn't actually change quite a lot of tech while adding different verticals in it so it's kind of confusing at this moment uh but but eventually in next 15 to 20 days we're going to figure out a very easy ui ux for our customers to know on how uh how they can easily decide on where to order from if they want home cooked food or they want essentials or or restaurant food so it's kind of a mixed response i would say uh, because of the confusing a uh, bit confusing i would say ui ux that we have right now but in 15 to 20 days we're going to we're going to adopt to that at the same at the same time we will have our customers adopt to that so it's going it's going to be good i think right um before i move on to my next question uh, a word to our viewers if anybody has any questions for over please put them down and we'll get to them uh rohit my next question to you is uh, would you ever think about expanding food mario uh, maybe outside of nepal definitely when whenever a, a, a someone like me or like any other company would start their the the business in any of the countries we would want to see the startup scale to different different countries different continents and uh, we do have a vision for this because uh, i would i would want to see uh, i know that the kind of culture that we share with the neighboring countries bhutan and india and other countries is very similar if we can crack something that actually works with a very efficient business model in nepal it's, it can it can be replicated to to bhutan to india and to other places as well so uh just thinking out loud i, I would i would want to see put mari all over the all over the world just doing doing what we do best delivering good food to people right um before you started with food mario you had um, yeah. a lot of other startups as well and so please walk us through your journey up till today yeah it's, it's such a long journey to be very true the first company that i started was almost 8 years back uh while i was uh, studying engineering the final year the formal company i would say even before that I, as i said like i i used to sell uh rice to my college canteen if i get to 
we 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 actually printed a newspaper we call it electrocom I, i have no idea why we call it that but uh, i was into it as well uh, the first formal company was a solar company because we we actually had a lot of power cuts back then in nepal fortunately we don't have power cuts now so the first thing that came to my mind was it's a visible market that we have if we if we can come up with something a very efficient way to sell solars in nepal it would work so i started selling solar almost uh, in 2011 i would say 11 12 and uh, and I, i actually carried on with solar for next 5 6 years but in between those 5 6 years i i jumped into different companies i i tried my luck with farming as well so i used to raise goats as well so i i i had goat farm in in a very uh, in a in a place which is 120 kilometers away from the capital of nepal so um, i i tried manufacturing air purifiers because there was a lot of pollution and uh, different things i would say so it's a mix of everything the every time i started something else it was totally different from whatever i had started uh, started before so uh, it's quite of experience i would say if i look at what i've done in last 8 9 years uh, but, but now with footmary i think whatever i've learned from last my 6 7 ventures that i started uh, i learned a lot from it i i i knew uh, i finally decided to know that why i actually feel that scaling with those ventures and i i i somehow compiled all of the knowledge and then i started put mario right so uh do you think there is a possibility for you to maybe use such a wide range of experience and start something else now i think i'm going to stick with put mario for a while i would say but at the same time uh I, I, what i've learned is like If I if I ever start something uh, new, it's gonna be something which is gonna complement Footmary as well. So maybe just maybe just thinking out loud, logistics is something that I would look at. Uh, it can be food processing, food safety, something AI driven that can make sure that the food is safe and sound. If we can make mm-hmm. it more efficient, that can be one of the things. So something that's gonna complement Footmary. So uh, somehow making an ecosystem where the initial startup actually thrives on the new companies that i would ever build so this is this yeah. is the kind of uh, this is the kind of thought that i have right now mm-hmm. so um when it comes to your work do you have an inspiration of sort someone you look up to i actually i'm a big fan of elon musk but uh, i'm very sure a lot of them are uh I'm not exactly sure like it so much depends like the kind of the branding that apple has done i would say i'm a big fan of steve jobs for how how he actually built apple over the time if i have to think insane and uh, make things happen actually out of the world i would think elon musk as one of the inspiration for me so it's kind of it's kind of like mix of everything again there's no specific particular person i would say i would look up to because it's going to be a mix of my family my friends that the experience that i've gained over the time that would actually inspire me right so um coming to uh, your your country since this is a series that we're covering all countries if you could please share with us tell us more about nepal and what you think is the beauty of nepal i think the word particular beauty was built on something like 
like the place Nepal because it's such a beautiful place to be at. It's not just the place that I would say is beautiful because there's going to be it's not going to be fair because the kind of people that we are surrounded with the kind of people that exist like in Kathmandu or any other place that if you if you would ever go out of Kathmandu and to trip different place in Nepal it's the beauty the mix of the nature and the people that the, the kind of politeness and the kindness that you will get mm-hmm. with the amazing amazing landscape and the glaciers and the mountains and the greenery and i can go so on on this uh Uh, I'm very sure that there are very similar places in India as well. If you look at the Himalayan belts that we have, uh, it's kind of beautiful just being here. If you if you get to if you ever travel to Nepal, uh, if you if you travel to Kathmandu, you'll you'll meet people. You'll travel to Pokhara, Chitwan, the places where the beauty exists. And then you you go to the straight trekking routes and hiking and things like that. So it's full of fun. It's full of fun. It's it's more of like it's like it's, it's like seventy percent. It's 70% of the nature that's going to engage you a lot and then it's 30% of 30% of the people who are so kind and so beautiful and uh, we were so so groomed in a way to actually uh meet people and greet them in such a nice way uh, I would say it's a it's a perfect place to be at and your next destination I would say Yeah I I luckily had the opportunity of traveling Nepal uh years back and it was before the earthquake and before the unfortunate event and it was so beautiful i still want to come back there uh but uh, has nepal recovered well after that earthquake i think uh, after such a massive earthquake the recovery process is still going on because the lives there was it was lost the kind of families the kind of destruction that the, that came with earthquake will take time to actually it's going to take time for us to recover from that but right. i would say the 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 kind of effort that the, the the global community actually came together for nepal at the same time uh the the local government the people we all came together and we thought that we we just cannot sit back and look at it and we have to do something so i think over the time uh we have recovered quite a lot and uh, it's it's still a process i would say the kind of monuments that were destroyed the kind of uh the 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 historical sites that were destroyed during the earthquake uh it's still going to take time to be rebuilt but still uh i think uh it's better now uh, we we have high hopes and uh, everything is growing exponentially i would say that the, the digital economy the kind of thought that we have now uh, the kind of youth involvement in uh business startups and policies and politics i think over the time we have grown quite a lot after earthquake lovely uh, i'm so glad to hear that and i hope nepal sees a speedy recovery uh so coming to the last few questions of the day today before we end the session uh if you had to give a few words of advice to other people who are hoping to have their own startups or just take the route that you did what would those words of advice be I think such a difficult question to be answered to be true because Foodman you is still to be successful I would say and something I could actually share is just from my experience that if you ever want to start something it has to be not because you just want to start a startup or you want to feel to become how how it's going to be felt to be a CEO or something like that 
it has to come mm-hmm. from within you you have to have that patience to wait for it to actually work on it you have to be ready to acknowledge the failures that you're going to have with the same startup as well because it's not the failure of the startup that actually matters it's it's more of like even in the startup when you're running it for years and years eventually you fail within the company as well and you have to know how to learn from it and uh, it's always good to have right people around to have right mentors around and uh, to 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 actually build a team that shares your vision and mission uh, because it's very essential uh, for a startup like ours to uh, give a lot of time and effort to make a team uh, because that that's what actually counts in a in a company like ours and so it's more of like uh, you you have to you have to be actually passionate about it in real like instead of brutally passionate about it you just cannot be like uh, it cannot be a hobby or something like that yes definitely um we have a couple of comments coming in one person said he is a big fan of food mario um and another <laughs> uh there's a question uh he says hi rohit dai is that is that local language dai yeah so it's more of like a bigger brother <laughs> oh so he says hi rohit dai uh, sorry nothing nothing Okay, so he's asking, what books have you read that shaped you as a person um, and made you into who you are today? How has it changed your way of thinking? I think one of the first books that I uh, read was Lean Startup. I would say because uh, it was recommended by again one of my mentors, and when I read that book, it was it's more of like a a book that would actually make you think on. how to set up your priorities how to actually start your startup in a very lean way and that's so much essential for you because uh, whenever we the first company I, i still remember when i started it the first thing that came to my mind was i need a big office to start it because that's how we would want to convince the people when whenever they enter our office they have to feel that this is a big company and they would actually have a trust on us but things actually don't work that way so uh it's the the kind of resources or the kind of time you would want to start with would be very lean the kind of resources you would want to use is very limited when you start any company so lean startup actually actually made me think over it and and before starting food mario i actually started this on a facebook group where uh, i would say we relied on a technology the biggest technology of all facebook to start it <laughs> So this is how you actually learn and grow. Uh, so I would say that that one book is very special to me. Lovely. Um, another question is, how do you think the e-commerce scenario will be post COVID? I think that this there has been a very big cultural shift on how people are going to consume goods. I would say not just the food, but overall uh, purchasing behavior of people. it has it has had a a kind of positive impact as well when there was this lockdown and people started ordering groceries and basic essentials for their homes from online portals maybe this this actually did a big effort to bring our analog society into digital society uh when when my mom actually orders groceries from food mario this is this is when i realized that this is actually happening So I think it's going to be a good shift for particularly food I would say uh there has to be a shift where people would want to be 
want to be with a lot of transparent kind of food delivery services where we actually acknowledge them with how the food is cooked how it's delivered and the kind of food they're consuming is coming from safe place so uh, if all of that is done in the right way i think it's a way forward for us when people have actually started paying digitally ordering online so it's a good step for us exactly um we have a lot of questions coming in but most of them you've already answered so uh for the people who have asked the questions uh, please wait for the igtv that will be posted after this and you'll get all your answers um so uh, again what is your plan for scaling up and we would like to see food mario delivered all over nepal and what kind of challenges can we have when we when we are trying to turn ideas into something that while working on them yes for the first part i would say uh, we we actually want to scale food mario all over nepal but at the same time you have to uh, we we actually need to learn how to scale and this is where we are we are right now when we want to explore markets outside of kathmandu as well uh, we're looking at different cities at the moment on how to scale the kind of products they would want to order the kind of verticals we would want to go there with so it's going to take time i would say finally we have come out of a very confined uh space where we used to deliver to a broader space that's lalitpur bakhtpur and kathmandu and we would see uh in next 6 to 8 months we would want to scale out of kathmandu to at least a city and over a year i would say uh, in next 12 months i would say we would want to see next two cities coming in so let's have high hopes on that if we, if we, if we get the right numbers if we have the right customers there so we would we would actually want to scale all over, all over nepal and the second part like the kind of challenges that that uh, people would have while starting a company is uh, i think one thing has to be made sure is that you you actually hire a finance guy or you find a finance co-founder or something has to be there for finance and then you have to figure out how how you actually define your company the kind of vision that you have when you enroll a when you make a team the team has to have this vision for your company and and for the startup so uh, this is where a lot of work goes in and whenever you start a company don't just get your friends and you have to actually uh, talk to them know if they are complimenting you or not you have to be a very brutally honest customer of your service and product and this is how you i think you actually start uh, any 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 company and you do a lot of research like we we do a lot of research while buying your phone when you starting a company you have to do it right so this is my question is what was the most toughest part as when you started with food mario which which, which part like finance or marketing what was most toughest for you to get a hold on i think i think everything was covered over the time uh, we we had a really good finance we had finance team to make sure we know where we are bleeding so we can we can we can work on it but the kind of cultural shift or i would say the behavior of how people would want to sell food on food mario had it actually took time for us to get a lot of cooks on board the the, the kind of uh, feeling that people have that they should not be selling food from their own home is something i would say took a lot of time and effort from our side and a cook side uh to portray it in a way that is not just for the money it's it's more of a social value that you get from food mario 
was something that we actually worked really hard on right um so again these are very repeated questions so i will ask you all what is the attitude stuff uh, coming to the last question of the day rohit if our viewers need to get in touch with you to know more about you and your work how can we do that uh i'm so easily available on instagram on facebook on linkedin on twitter and uh, you can always email me at rohit@foodmario.com so that's my email address and i would definitely want to learn a lot from all the viewers i would want to connect to the global community of people where people if they have some suggestions and if they have actually done something similar in their part of the world so i would want to know from them as well learn from them and i would definitely want to share whatever i have learned over the years so this is how you connect to me just just find me on all the social platforms and my email address awesome uh on this note rohit thank you so so much for joining us and sharing your story with us uh congratulations on all your achievements and we hope you go way further uh thank you again for giving us your time thank you so much thank you so much it was a pleasure talking to you and it ha- it has been a wonderful 30 minutes or 45 minutes with you here. thank you so much thank you so much all the best keep taking thank you take care